My name's Colin Sandage. I'm in cohort DDA7 for data analytics. And my capstone project is the National UFO Reporting Center web scrape. Well, I am here for that. I'm excited to hear about the the findings <laughs> here. Is there a yeah. life out there? And, you know, it just seems like more and more we're, we're learning things that... Uh, are definitely peculiar and curious. So we'll get to that in a second. To kick things off, though, what were you doing before Nashville Software School? How did you get into all this? Tell me a little about what you are excited about. Um, so right before school, I was working at a uh, manufacturing facility for making diapers and tampons, actually, very global in Nashville. And I liked it, but I didn't like working like six, seven, 12-hour shifts a week. And that was four or five days a week? Oh, at least four or five days a week. Yeah, that's going to get real old real fast. Good grief. So you you decide, I don't want to do this. How did you make a decision, though, to go to something like Nashville Software School? I actually was living next to a guy who went through one of their programs and spoke very highly of it. And through kind of talking with him and then exploring it on my own, I decided to kind of take the leap here. All right, here you go. Made the leap. You stuck with it three months later. Here you are, very excited to hear about what you've been working on now. So your project, what you got? What have you been working on? Tell me a little about what you've got coming up. Okay, I got kind of a story that leads into Yes, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. <laughs> um, so a couple years ago, I was in California working, and I had to get up early for work. And uh, I saw a UFO when I was drinking my morning coffee. And Wh- Where I, were you at? Where? I was in uh, Palm Desert, California. Okay. What kind of UFO are we talking here? How far away were you? I mean, it was like up in the sky, like a typical UFO height. I don't know. But so it filled me with like this sense of wonder. I was telling everybody about it. It made my day. I got to work and I was talking to one of my coworkers who was super interested in my story. And I kind of explained what I saw. And, uh, he let me know that what I'd seen was not a UFO. It was a Starlink satellite. Oh. And just, just crushed me. Um, and I, a quick Google search later. That's what they confirmed, want you to think. <laughs> confirmed his suspicions, and it was indeed okay. a Starlink satellite. Well, you're, here's the thing, though. There's been a lot of... I mean, now the government is coming out saying, hey, there are things we cannot explain. So tell me more about your project. So is it... you know, How, how does this work? Walk me through that. So I uh, just did a web scrape on uh, the National UFO Reporting Center's website for uh, all 50 states and D.C., And was just kind of looking for patterns in the data and seeing if uh, I could figure out any UFO hotspots like throughout the U.S. and then specifically in Tennessee and then finding out like 
is there a certain time of the day or season or things like that that are you're more likely to see a UFO at? Okay. What kind of data did you pull in? How did you make sense of all this? What were the findings? So the data I worked with, the National UFO Reporting Center's website lets you self-report. And they don't really, like, give you guidelines on what to, like, put in as the date or the sit. Just there's a lot of ambiguity with it. And so pulling in everything, there was just a lot of work to do to clean the data. Okay. So once you cleaned it up, there's a lot of data to, to get through. What kind of you know, conclusions were you able to come up with and how did you, you know, once you cleaned it up, how did you make sense of all this? First, Florida is the most uh, popular state for UFO activity. Really? I thought that might be, uh, you know, Nevada, California, one of those other, other spots. So, and I, I thought this was interesting. So I was, I tried to look at it by dates because I figured... Maybe if, if there was a date, like a specific date or time where there were a lot of reported sightings, it would kind of corroborate the other the sightings and uh, like l- lend credence to them, I guess. And uh, so searching by date, <laughs> the most popular day to see a UFO is on July 4th. Okay. <laughs> about 10 p.m. on July 4th, there's a lot of reported UFO sightings. I mean, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Now that you've had this exercise on this project and gone through this experience, making some action to change your career path, what do you want to be doing next? What, what do you think is on your horizon now? To be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really sure, but I'm excited for the opportunities that this program's afforded me moving forward. So you're ready to go. You're glad to have gotten out of the warehouse, ready to make some changes. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I I respect it. Good deal. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I really enjoyed just kind of hearing your thought process on this and... I um I hope you continue to keep the project going. You know, there's a lot of people who will keep their projects around and and tinker with them because there's there's some unanswered mysteries out there too. So maybe one day For we'll sure. we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs>